You're the CEO of Paraventures, right? Co-founder and CEO. Co-founder. Okay. The only reason you say co-founders because then you say with Grant Carter. Yeah. Who's <clears throat> All right, we're clipped. So we're going to start here in three. Hi, this is Dr. Mike Carver, and welcome to our 100th episode of our podcast, AMI Today. We have a very special guest with us. Colleen and I are both here, but we also have Mr. Brandon Dawson, co-founder of Cardone Ventures with Grant Cardone and CEO, and now a partner with AMI. So we're going to talk a little bit about where AMI has come from and where we're at and where we're going. So uh, why don't we get started? Yeah. So, you know, it was seven years ago we started AMI. Yeah. And uh, in seven years, we've had quite a rapid ride. We've won um, three Inc. 5000 list awards in the last four years. Um, we have tremendous growth, and I think the reason we had that growth was because of our, our model and our, our integrity. Uh, three rules, if you've watched our videos, good for the patient, compliant, and profitable is what we've guided ourselves by, and I believe that's what's needed in healthcare. But it all started when I got injured back in 1985. That is true. Colleen's yeah, family is, is very, very, very um, strong in, in pharmaceutical background, and I got injured in 1985 or 86 uh, with a bad neck injury. I had a stinger with some temporary paralysis, scared the crap out of me, thought I was going to spend the rest of my life in a wheelchair. But what happened was I was taking medication for it, I got the feeling back, but I wasn't getting better, and I ended up going to a chiropractor, and that completely changed my whole life. Up to that point, I had enough business background to be dangerous, but not to really make much of an impact because I got my degree in marketing and I worked for a company, an affiliate of Dun & Bradstreet when I first got out of school and I worked selling cleaning chemicals and industrial maintenance supplies um, when I got injured. That's what I was doing. So I saw what it was like to work for a Fortune 500 company, but not really how to make a Fortune 500 company. So when I got injured, all of a sudden, this strong purpose came about. I wanted to be in healthcare. I wanted to do something about healthcare. I was on a path to be on medication for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I got off of that path and I wanted other people to go down that path. So I quit my job against everybody's advice, went back to school, became a chiropractor, and started in Pennsylvania in 1991. Opened my own practice in 92 and was probably the second largest practice in the state by 95 um, when I hired my first associate. And then a second associate, we were doing 700 visits a week. And we realized that there was more to healthcare than just giving somebody an adjustment. Um, adjustment's great, it saved my life, but I realized there was more to it. Mm -hmm. So we started looking at working in an integrated model where we had people of different disciplines. Colleen's a physical therapist, I'm a chiropractor, we brought medical doctors in, and the whole thing started there. And that was in the mid-90s, and we started to, we had to create it. There was no template, we had to create it. We did, we got successful at it, we helped a lot of people. We actually started realizing this has to be something to be duplicated. So we did the, um, the um, Michael Gerber's, Michael Gerber's uh, EMIF program. EMIF program. Yeah. We did a two year mastery program, mm -hmm. wrote systems for two years. Mm -hmm. And when we finished that, we opened up three practices in the state of Tennessee, and we've never lived in the state of Tennessee, and they were all successful. So we evolved into this model, and about eight years ago, we were approached by a group to start a company to teach this model. And our knee-jerk reaction was, no, we don't want to do that. We don't like to work with consultants. We don't trust them. Um, but then we reconsidered and thought, you know what? If we don't help solve this problem of healthcare the way it is, then we are part of the problem. And we recognize that our biggest competition is the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, after saving a family member who was an opioid addict, got put there from a prescription, and almost died from it, and we rescued him, and he lived with us for about a year and a half. Um, we realized, you know what, we need to change healthcare. 
we need to do something different, we need to get bigger. And yeah, it's great that I can open up successful practices for myself, and that might impact that community, but it wasn't impacting the country or our region. So we were looking for a way to actually reach out and start to make a bigger impact in our world, in our country, in our region, um, so we could be successful and bring this model that is less drug-oriented, less surgery-oriented, that helps people. And uh, we, we met, we were fortunate enough to meet Grant Cardone, and he actually agreed to speak at one of our conventions, and he brought somebody with him, and that was Brandon. And uh, I remember the first time I met Brandon, I, I thought, boy, Brandon's got, Grant's got a really well-dressed security guy. <laughs> so, I think I was wearing a security badge because no one knew who I was. So, I just snuck him in the door with her, you know what I mean? And Grant and Elena took the front seat, and you and Natalie, there was no seat for you, so you kind of took in the back. So with my security guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember on a break asking Grace, so who is that guy? <laughs> so she's like, I'll find out. So she started grilling you, and it turned out you already met our staff at a training at Grant Cardone's. Yep. And um, our staff came up to us at break, like, that guy is with Grant, was a guy we met at Grant's thing. Grant sales training. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we talked to you at a break, and you were like, if you're ever in Oregon, stop by. And we're like, we're we live there. We're flying there tomorrow. <laughs> so a week later, we're standing in your office. And I, I admitted this at our training last weekend, but we pulled into the parking lot, and I looked at Colin and I'm like, who is this guy? What are we talking to him about again? <laughs> I know. So and I said, I read, the, I read everything I could on Odyssey, and I think I know enough off of that website that I have a concept of what they do. Well, the first thing that caught our attention, we walked in your building, which was gorgeous, mm -hmm. and there was a whole wall of awards, not three Inc. 5000 list awards, but a whole wall of awards from the state of Washington, from Inc. Magazine, mm -hmm. in the top 500, and we're like, okay, this is starting to look really real. And then we started talking to your juniors, like we talked to Mason, your president, and that guy totally blew me away. So we're asking him, he took us on a tour, and I'm asking him, so how long have you been here? And he, oh, I started right out of college. This is my first job. I'm like, you're kidding me, and you're the president of the company? Yes. And he was so excited because he said to us, Brandon said you guys are really concerned about purpose and passion just like we are. And I was like, oh, we're on to something here. We are totally on to something. By the end of that day, we were convinced that you were the solution to our problem of making this grow big. Well, it was certainly wonderful meeting you guys uh, when you came in. And I think what you saw, uh, you know, a lot of people say, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, the thing I loved about you guys is you were already searching for it, you just hadn't seen it. So you right. believed it, you just hadn't seen how yet. And I think that's where we connected very quickly. And when you came into my corporate offices and saw a couple hundred employees, that were serving 250 independent business owners that had thousands of locations just dominating their market right. and our structure and you met with the team that I had built there uh, and went through how we operate you guys were like this is this is what we've always wanted to do we just didn't know what it looked like that's exactly what I thought I knew I didn't know how to do that and well, I, too, I saw I, it there. I know working with uh, uh, the coaching team I knew exactly what the small business owners where they were they their uh, their areas were deficient. And so, like you said, I, I could see what needed to be there, So, and I believed we could put it there. And then when I saw that you are not even an audiologist, you're not even a clinician. Nope. You're a businessman that puts business systems into a small business. We're clinicians, we know how to be clinicians. We needed the business side. So when we saw you, it was like, oh, this is magic. And yeah. the thing that was really impressive is you put business systems into doctor's offices, yes. probably the worst business people there are. You know, so. Well, Michael Gerber talks about 70% of all business owners started a business because they were technically good at something. Right. 
And, and people start their business because they usually move away from something else. Like, I don't want to work for somebody. I don't want them to tell me how to treat. I don't want to have a boss. I want to do my own thing. And so they build from the inside out. And, yeah. and where businesses struggle when they're building from the inside out is once they're really good at the what they do, it's no longer the what they do. It's who they do it with and how they do it that makes it succeed. So a lot of remarkable people who are pursuing their passion, doing the very thing they love, uh, get to a certain size and then they just struggle and struggle and struggle. And, and my passion is taking all that struggle away because there's a technical aspect. Just like there's a technical aspect to treat patients, yeah. there's a technical aspect to growing and scaling and creating a high value business. And, and when it goes beyond the what you do and now all of a sudden exactly how are you doing it and how are you finding, attracting, aligning and keeping great people. Which was another thing when you guys walk through my business, you're like, every one of these people have been with you 10, 11, 12, yeah. 13, 14, 15 yeah. years. And, and so you were like, how do you keep these people for so long? And I think that the idea is when you learn how to do that, when you learn how to align your people with the big mission, right? Uh, you can move a lot faster because that intrinsic knowledge of how to do things, who to do it with, how to break through these glass ceilings, expand, grow, have more success, be able to predict the people you're working with so that you can solve problems faster. That all comes from a lot of time together. And when businesses are churning team members, coming and going and coming and going, that, that momentum, that energy never gets created. Right. And, and so a lot of starting, a lot of stopping. And, and the one thing that we've seen just in the last year of partnering is when we bring the right how to do the business with who to do it with. So it's no longer just the owner carrying the burden of trying to strive to get to the next level, but actually finding the right kind of team members and showing each of those team members across the spectrum of everything that needs to happen in the practice, showing them how to do it to create the highest value. All of a sudden we have practices in three months, six months that are just absolutely crushing it. Even with COVID, they're still crushing it. Right, yeah, we saw that. Um, we, we actually grew, a lot of us grew during COVID. Um, chiropractors are a tough, gritty bunch. I mean, they, you know, to be a chiropractor, you realize that you're not gonna have an easy path. And especially in the last 20 years, chiropractors have not had an easy path and it's made them almost hardened but they still just didn't know what they were missing. I didn't know what we were missing, and I had a small business background, not a, a really extensive one, but I knew we were missing something. Like I knew I had to learn the hard way how to get people aligned with you. I, it used to be like, oh, it's my way or the highway, and that is not how you align yeah, people. Yeah, it works for a period of time. Yeah, but you and keep changing small, people. For a small, very small business, right. and that's the thing. Nothing, here's another important thing. Nothing small, part of the frustration you guys had and recognized is Nothing great ever happens from being small. Right. That's so true. when you have this impact to change healthcare or to get drugs out of the system and to create a better quality of life for patients, when, when you have this deep innate desire to do that and it's your passion and you're staying small, it's really frustrating. And that frustration actually is what burns a lot of great people out. Yep, and we see that in our profession a lot. And. Um, we knew that you know we, we had this momentum going with our clients. We had a thousand people at that first event that you were at, um, and we were getting momentum. People were aligning with us because they knew I need some direction, and these people seem like they have direction, but they still didn't know what they were signing up for. 
I mean, they wanted us to help them integrate their practice and offer more services and increase their income, which we were doing. But that, to me, wasn't enough to make the impact that we need to make in healthcare. And it wasn't until I heard you start talking that I realized this guy could make a national impact with what we're doing. He could help us do that. Yeah. And that's why we immediately gravitated to you because we. So it's we, been about a year now. It's been a year. Well, it's actually been almost two years since we well, first met. Well, since you first met, but yeah, from yeah. when we decided, hey, to do this, because yeah. I had to, get, you had to teach me what the opportunity was. I wasn't thinking about it, right? Right. But once you showed, you know, there's so many parallels to my last business because the audiologist is an AUD, so doctor of audiology, and yet there, there's a lot of turf wars with ear, nose, and throat doctors and otologists mm -hmm. who would say they're not real doctors. Right, mm -hmm. and so they always try to minimize them in the marketplace, and then they competed against business people who had licenses to sell hearing aids who said they're not really good hearing aid people. Mm -hmm. So the audiologists who went and got their their doctorate in, in, in audiology, um, at, at, at the end of the day, you put all that time in five, six, seven years, and everyone's trying to take your credibility away. Right, and I think that when you started explaining to me what's going on in the chiropractic space, I re I could really relate to how people feel about their profession. Right. And the truth is, is that none of that is the truth. It's, 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 it's what other people project onto mm -hmm. people to try to keep them down. Right. And, and what I really respect about you guys and what I saw at your meeting, because when I went to your meeting, I'm like, this is a lot like our meetings, <laughs> is that you, you're, you're creating a higher belief with the people coming to your meeting and you're showing them what's possible and you're showing them how important their work is, and you're helping them see something different than their own frustration and trying to grow. And, and when you're in that environment with remarkable people who want to create a huge impact, all you need to do is give them the technical skills to do it. Now, fast forward a year later, we've got chiropractors who have medical doctors joining them. Right. Because they're realizing, wait a minute, this work that you're doing is, is so critical for the lives of, of people to get them off drugs and to rehabilitate them or, or to be able to get them to get functional movement back and all the great things. And I'm not a chiropractor and I'm not a doctor. But my own father, who's 76, 77 years old, couldn't, I might have just aged him by a couple of years, <laughs> he couldn't use his, his shoulder. Right. He's so much pain he couldn't sleep at night. He was on medication, painkillers, aspirin, you name it, for five or six years. We sent him into one of your clinics. He got a couple injections, and he hasn't had any pain since then. Wow. Amazing, and, and all of a sudden you realize, people are living with stuff that yeah. can be treated, but the traditional medical system isn't, they don't want one shot and be done with it. Right. They want you to be connected, right. they want you on the drugs, and they want you coming back, and they want you, and, and it's just sad to see that, but I've had, since that experience in a year, I've had multiple family members who have gone in and gotten treatment, and it's changed and you know, their lives, including my mother. You know, wow. you talk about how people are living um, with this, right? They're not actually living. They're like barely surviving. It's like they actually stopped living the life they wanted because the pain took over. They shut the windows, yeah. they shut the doors. The they, doors uses. Was, they shut doors because they go, well, I just can't do that. I shouldn't lift my grandkids anymore. I shouldn't play golf anymore. I shouldn't lift the groceries. I shouldn't bend over. I don't do anything stupid. And like and your father's no case, probably had stopped doing certain things. All sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, is it actually living with the problem or is it is the problem is the problem living, you know, taking over them? But I think even in the worst case is, is, the, uh, is that opioid addiction. 
because that was something that. In fact, I saw up. something that said more people because of COVID being locked oh, in their yeah. house. The death rate from uh, overdoses is higher than it's ever been. In yeah. fact, at some point when the studies come out, I'll bet you more people died of suicide and ODing yeah. than they died of COVID ultimately. Yeah, I, I yeah. would tend yeah. to agree with you. So, so the whole the, there's a, there is a, a in the hands of our of our guys is the solution. And right. you know this this actually taking AMI and taking Cardinal Ventures and and actually becoming one, which we are now today. You know, a year ago it was like the two companies figuring out how to work together, but we're we're live. Like we are actually putting out products now where we're a team. And so yeah. AMI now is no longer just AMI and Cardinal Ventures and AMI and Cardinal Ventures. We're not fractured anymore. We are one, which means our clients as they come into AMI, they know the natural progression is the business systems are sitting from the Cardinal Ventures. Well, side. I think that's the thing that really excites all of us is you guys have the passion for, for, for the cause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My passion and my cause is helping independent business owners dominate their markets and create as much value because of my past business experiences and all the things that I've done. People can go to entrepreneur.com, Google my name, and they can see my whole story. So there's no point right. going through it. But but I had very I had a benefit of starting very young and helping independent business owners and building systems and building different multiple businesses that were unbelievably highly valued. And and so I'm a I'm a I'm a process guy. I'm a structural guy, I'm, I'm a business methodology person, and, and that's my passion, is helping people be able to grow, start, grow, scale, and potentially exit at massive values while they pursue their passion and tying their team into that process so that they can just get massively big. Right. And, and you guys saw that, and you're like, we want to be a part of it. And so a year later, here we are with 40 or 50 businesses, mm -hmm. Yep. that have gone through almost a nine-month cycle with us where we've yep. brought them in, we've taught them our, 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 our systems and our process together, we've dialed in their operating engine at the clinic or clinics yeah. level, and in some cases, we've already expanded four or five clinics. Oh, yeah, we're starting to see yeah. some pretty amazing things happen with those clinics. I, I talked to a few of them this week, and they're like, it's incredible how big we're getting, how fast we're getting how their competition is coming to them now and saying, can we be part of your team? Without putting any money out. This is the thing. I grew all those businesses, including my, my own, uh, without any of them borrowing money. There's so many different ways if you know how to technically grow your business and collaborate with other people and create value for other people. I, I, my first businesses as a 26-year-old that I bought, I didn't buy those businesses. I collaborated and <coughs> partnered. With business owners. Right. So bringing all the structural aspect of how to grow and how to grow to new markets and how to create value in your business while you're pursuing your passion and creating a massive impact. So the question I ask everybody is, if today you feel good about your impact, on a scale of one to 10, 10 is a massive impact, one is scratching the surface. Where would you rank yourself? And almost everyone that's trying to pursue their passion will say like, a one or two because they only have one or two clinics. They they're not national. They're not international. They're not global. You know, they're not a global company. So your impact maybe, as you said at the beginning, in their community is good, but that's not enough for them. Right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. No one business owner is going to create a macro massive impact, especially with all the challenges of people having their own agenda, like the pharmaceutical companies, you know, healthcare right. competitors, things like that. Together, we're so much stronger. 
Oh yeah. And, and our skill is bringing people together and, and then those people that choose to work with us collectively just massively dominate their market but also grow into new markets. So collectively we can dominate the market. I, I didn't realize, you know, I always knew that together we'd be stronger, um, meaning the different disciplines in healthcare. But I never thought of the level that you brought us to where you get so granular, you're actually collecting data from these different practices and sharing that data so we have a bigger impact and we know what's working and what's not working. And that data is like, you know, I realize now when I was in school learning, they were talking about having access to the data, having, you know, data is king. And I just never knew a way to do it. And now you showed us a way that these practices that are all joining with us and doing this advanced program that we have now, um, we're sharing data and we're going to do it on a national scale. And all of a sudden, the pathway, you know, when, when my girls were younger, we have four daughters, and my older girls were younger, they'd say, well, what do you do, Dad? And I'd explain it. And I'd tell them, I, I'm, I'm trying to change healthcare. Well, when's it going to happen? Well, not in my lifetime, is what I would say. Not in my lifetime. But I, I was happy because they didn't want to be a person that just sat back and said, well, it sucks, nothing you can do about it. But now I say to people, in about three years, that's going to happen they actually, in about three uh, years. But, you know, I think that that was, we, we knew that with our guys, right? It was like, we had guys who came to us with some business sense, and those guys could take our systems, and they got really big. And the ones that were great doctors would take the systems and not. And it was this constant frustration of, we don't actually have the business systems in such a way like you do, using data to be able to go across the United States and feed on down into these clinics what works. That this, I, I know for me, it's, I'm always blown out about the, the synergies between the company. It's, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Totally, it, I mean, it, it just, it is, it will bring us our dream and it brings you your dream. I mean, again, synergizing our, our dreams, right? And like, our clients' dreams while we're improving healthcare and making America healthier and less money. Well, and that, this is what I love about working with you guys, and this is what I love about my other businesses I've built, is that when you can create a business system that's good for everyone, good for the patient, good for the providers that own their own businesses, good for the management teams that are bringing value to the providers who are bringing them to the patients, and good for the teams that I build, who, so that the, the management team people and your management company that we now have created one, right? That, those professionals get to pursue their personal professional financial goal in accounting and finance and marketing and human resources, professional development, strategy, data, systemization, technology, stuff that the average practice owner would never know how to bring that team never. together. So while we're building hundreds of people to serve hundreds of practice owners, so get this hundreds of people to serve hundreds of practice owners, how does that math work? Because our average practice owner will end up owning five or ten businesses and we'll have thousands of locations, which is what happened in my last business. So I already have vision to the future. And when you can help those business owners on the local level just saturate their market and grow to multiple markets and growing the right way, and everyone's growing to get growing into each other's right. markets, all of a sudden your competition wake up or now you can afford your own lobbyists who can be be working for your agenda. Right. So all of a sudden people wake up and they're like, how do they do that? They've got 1,500, 2,000 locations. They've got this huge infrastructure that's bringing them data, best practices, operations, best financial resources, uh, negotiations on supply agreements, great healthcare for their teams. All of a sudden it's treated like a massively big business. Right. 
but it's owned by the independent business owner at the local level. They're not being told what to do. They're pulling these resources down and deploying them because they want to win. Right. And I think that's the beautiful thing about what we've built collectively and what I've built on a multi on multiple occasions. So this isn't our first time at, at doing this, but it so aligns philosophically with what I love to do. I know this is your 100th anniversary podcast. It just feels so good, doesn't it? When, when you're growing, you're succeeding, you're winning. And most importantly, when you're breaking through all the challenges, all the... The, the fears, the frustrations, the anxieties, people like, when you can get that out of the business and bring true joy and passion back into the business and then structurally align it with marketing, finance, operations, human resources, professional development, technology, all of a sudden you bring that sophistication to the passion at the local level mm -hmm. and you teach those people at the local level how to build really solid teams by aligning everybody's interests, personally, professionally, financially, in the accomplishment of the opportunity, then all you have to do is match the market opportunity to the person in that market that wants that market opportunity and close that gap. And what we're finding with many of your business owners now that they're on our systems and they're using those protocols and those programs, they're able to just unbelievably execute. And we're just starting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did, literally just starting. We've had, we have our, our SBU team and now has really been working with guys since August. Um, I can't tell you the number of guys who've already got their next clinic. Like literally. Right. And some, it's just like you said, they're, they're going to be approached by competition yep. and they're going to say, whatever you're doing, I want to be part of it. And that's exactly what we're starting to see with our clients. And, and that what you just mapped out, like that whole thing you just explained to us, right? Is like, that is our path to change healthcare. Just like it's your path to change those small businesses. Uh, that's where we that's find where the it. So the yeah. magic is just so, yeah, I listen to you and I, I sit back and I go, oh, that's, yes, that, that is it. For, like for us to, to hit our goals, right? And our, our, to realize our dreams is like, is exactly what you just said. It's exactly what we need. And that synergy is there. And, and the other thing that's really cool about it is the, the amount of impact we're having, because not only are we helping our clients, but now they're building these big companies, like you said, and their employees now realize, I could have a career with this company. And never have I seen that in chiropractic before this, never. But now, like even our employees are talking about like, so we could actually work here for our career and make a lot of money and have a great career while we're helping people. Yeah. And it's so satisfying. You know, the analogy is for the people watching us, because I know we're throwing a lot of things out there, but here's, here's the analogy. It's like the average practice owner it's like them hiring a contractor and telling the contractor, I want to build a one-story house. And so they put the architectural plans together and then they start building. And then as they're getting about two-thirds of the way through that, they're like, you know what? I'm actually making more money in my business than I thought. So I want to put a second floor on. I want to put a third floor on. And all of a sudden they're like, and you know what? I, I want to put a pool on the roof. And it's just got finished. I'm going to have a party on the roof of my house. And they put a bunch of people up there, fill the pool full of water, and everything collapses on itself. <laughs> and they're like so frustrated, so angry because they generally build one layer at a time. And, right. and because their expertise isn't in constructing a solid business plan. Right. Whereas in our experience is to say, hey, we want to build a five-story or ten-story house. We don't need to go to five or ten stories. We may just go to three. And we want to have a pool on it. And so when we did that work with you guys in your industry, in every market where you currently have a partner, so this is really important. It's not like fabricating markets. We took all the people that you have in your current ecosystem, 
-hmm. We looked at every market using our data, using the way we slice data and, and use analytics, advanced analytics and research. And we took about seven months on this project. And when we came back to you, we said, with just what we have, we can be a $3.5 billion company to $5.5 billion in the next five years. Right. And you guys are like, that's a big number. Yeah. And oh, by the way, here's what we will generate in revenues as a management company. And here's what our teams will look like. Here's the lobbyists we can hire. Right. Here's the business experts we can bring into the equation. Here's the amount of national marketing we'll be able to spend on behalf of our group. And we reverse engineered that whole thing down to the micro market. So the macro opportunity to the micro market. And when we delivered every one of those people in those micro markets, what their opportunity is, all of a sudden now they have a clear picture. So they're going from 3 million, 4 million, 5 million. They're saying, oh, you know what? I can go to these other three markets and be 15 million. And before we know it, within three or four months, they're already collaborating in those markets and putting regenerative medicine and other alternative resources and ancillary right. services and overnight creating multi multi-million dollar locations in collaboration or starting up because they have the systems now they have the business systems they have the patient protocol systems we have all that put together and we haven't even automated it yet and wait you know, until we automate it this is where it's really <laughs> and you know i think what you said to us the space is not is not organized right now it's like it's an actual space that is there's no there's nobody in the space organizing so yeah. the opportunity is huge for us right now. Well, you know, the, you, a lot of times people hear these numbers are like three to five billion. That's ridiculous. That's not even possible. But if you look at the numbers, you go, okay, on average every year, this is from, uh, I think, Spine Magazine, $315 billion spent on going to the doctor for back pain. And that does not include chiropractic or physical therapy. So what are they getting? They're getting medication. $315 billion. If we started doing what we do more, of course we could get three to five billion dollars, there's no reason well, why Well, for the people that are doubting that number, and if you're watching this, let me be crystal clear, because I use science, I use facts, I use data, I use research, right? The same research company, the private equities groups do, the research companies do, the health, big healthcare pharmaceutical companies use, we have the same databases. So if you want to reverse engineer the numbers, it's as simple as this. We right now have platformed, which is a six month process, 35 individual locations in the United States that are averaging almost 3 million a location with an opportunity to become 6.5 to 7 million per location because of what the other businesses are doing that they're not yet doing. We've tested into those businesses and we've seen 30, 40, or 50% increases already. So if you test those numbers and you take 250 business owners and each business owner on average has three to four centers and each center on average can be a three and a half to five million dollar center that's five billion dollars wow and we've reversed engineered by every single market so if you're out there and you're not part of this group and you're asking yourself the question how big could i be in my market today with just your zip code we can tell you that and that's science and that's data yeah. and that's research and what i said to you guys is that when we started this project that's unbelievably expensive. You can't go out and hire. You'd have to hire multiple research companies and give full access to dozens, probably about 30 to 50 locations, mm -hmm. full access inside of every detail of those locations. We got it because those are your clients and they trust you. But we didn't see anybody in this space, nobody that has that data or the research or the sophistication and know how to put it together. And that is our secret sauce. 
So if you're working with AMI, and now we've partnered, Cardone Ventures has partnered with AMI, and we've created a new company for those people that want to own, dominate, and saturate their current markets and create unbelievable value while you pursue your passion. If you're watching this, and you're that person, and you're uncertain as to how big you can be, and even frustrated that maybe you're working hard, harder and making less and more frustrated, that's a choice. The other choice is to pick up the phone or to click on something or to swipe up on something or to email somebody and ask the question, how big can I be in my market pursuing my passion, bringing a fully aligned team, teaching that and those team members how to pursue their personal professional financial goals to help you as the practice owner grow, scale, and dominate your current market and maybe the current markets around you that you're not even thinking about right now. If you're one of those people and you're watching this and you're like, how do I get to be a part of that? It's a choice. You have to connect. Law of connection, it's a John, John Maxwell law. You have to make the decision, you have to choose. And I would encourage you to at least ask the question. Yeah, so I think we can all agree that 2020 was probably the most interesting year we've seen. It's still, it's not over. It's still, and it's still not over. But we're just on the verge of 2021, and this is the future. This, I mean, this yeah. is going to happen, whether you want to participate or not. This is going to happen, and it's so fortunate for us to be part of this, and for our clients who are with us, they're also saying the same thing. So glad to be part of this so movement. Exciting. It's yeah. going to be a pivoting point in healthcare. It's going to be a pivoting point in our country's healthcare. And my business partner, so there's no mistake. Uh, Mr. Grant Cardone yeah. is the third or fourth largest social media voice in the world. And he is 100% aligned with getting drugs out of everything and bringing an alternative method, an alternative approach to helping people with addiction. And he believes so much that he told me when I was talking to him about us potentially partnering, he said, I don't care what else we do, if we can do that, I feel like our partnership was worth it. Yeah. So, you That's know, you got the whole, you guys have the whole horsepower of the Cardone system, all of Cardone, all of Grant Cardone, Elena Cardone, their, their totality of their belief structure. And you know, I totally believe it. That whenever we see Grant, he's always like, you guys, we need to kill it. Yeah. We need to handle uh, the things he says always to us. validates that to us when we see him. Yeah. Absolutely. And we can feel your people helping us. I mean, we know they're, you guys have our backs. And you're there whenever we need you. So uh, it's really exciting to be in this model. It's really exciting to see what's going to happen to healthcare in the next year and the yeah. next five years. It's and actually a pretty fun time right now. A lot of people are stressed about the election and everything, but you know, disruption and change is actually a good thing for people who organize, can put a strategy together, and can build a team to execute. Yeah. There's going to be so much opportunity. And again, I just encourage anybody who's listening to this to think. Could I be a dominant player, create a huge impact in my community, create a huge financial opportunity within my life or my family, and do it smarter, not harder? Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, could I be one of those people? We don't care if you're a chiropractor, if you're a medical doctor, if you're a physical therapist, because what we're doing is bringing teams of people that are working together. Right. So anybody in any market can say, hey, I want to bring value to this community. I want to create a, an unbelievably great business model. I want to be part of growth. I want to be part of change and, and help people in their healthcare and get them off drugs. All you have to do is raise your hand. And if you raise your hand, we're happy to talk to you. We don't care what your title is. We just right. want forward thinking thought leaders who believe in what we believe in and want to change. Throw your hat in the ring. Let's at least have a conversation and see where it goes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
Anything else we want to add before we close? No, exciting. I, okay. Can't wait for 2021. Yeah, Absolutely, I'm very yeah. glad to be working with you and Grant, and uh, very proud to have you at having our backs and for what we're going to do in healthcare in Absolutely. the future. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Grant so. and I are thrilled to partner with you guys and to do this with you. Okay, great. Yes. Well, yes. thanks for watching our hundredth podcast. And um, if you if you're interested in what you heard and you're not a member of AMI, reach out to amidoctors.com and we'll get you the information you need. We'd love to have you on our team. We need as much help as we can. This is Dr. Mike Carberry signing off. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.